Good evening and welcome to the Snake River Lib podcast. It is the 1st of December, at least for a few more minutes. And I wanted to get on and do a a little discussion tonight about a couple different subjects. Um, I'm not really going to go through, well, as it turns out, it is news of the day, but I'm not going to really be talking about a lot of that. Um, just two items in particular, but first a few things. I'm, of course, uh, I'm, I'm mixed emotions about my, uh, my Sooners, uh, Lincoln Riley, the former head coach of Oklahoma, um, has bolted for greener pastures in California at USC. And so now the search is on, uh, for a head coach. Oklahoma, of course, is a a top-tier school as far as when it comes to football. Um, frequently, comp- well, almost always competing in, in the Big 12 championship, and they've been in it every year. This is the first year they're not, which is very interesting that uh, Lincoln Riley took with him his defensive coordinator when it was the defense that seemed to be shoddy all year. Uh, inconsistent offense, you almost have to expect when you – plug in a true freshman who didn't play high school football last year because of COVID. Um, but, but the defense, uh, should have been, uh, top tier. So the question is, did they just recruit the wrong talent or were they poorly coached? And that's up to people to decide sooner nation. I think, uh, um, temporarily in mourning, but I think in the long run, they're going to see that they're going to be able to one, they're going to get a, a top tiered coach. Um, unfortunately, uh, they're, they're talking to Shane Beamer out in South Carolina, I think would be a, a decent pick. Um, the pick that I would like to see, which is a surprise to no one that knows the lib is Mike Leach from Mississippi state. Uh, Mike Leach was with Bob Stoops. His first year in Oklahoma, uh, turning a program that hadn't been to a bowl game in years around right off the bat. And then he went off to Texas Tech where he took a, a third-level Power 5 team and made them competitive. He was fired from Tech, went to Washington State, built up the program in Washington State, uh, I believe it's second year at Mississippi State now. Um, it would be interesting to see what Leach could do when he's not having to take the leftovers from the likes of Oklahoma, which is what he had to do at Texas Tech. Uh, I think Leach would be the far and away the best choice, and I think he would probably actually take the job. Um, for some reason analysts at ESPN are thinking that Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss is the perfect candidate. And I said, yeah, if you, if you hate Oklahoma, which ESPN obviously does, Lane Kiffin would be your perfect candidate for the Sooners. Please, please not Lane Kiffin. I may have to start cheering for the Cowboys, not Dallas, Oklahoma State. No, I won't cheer for the Longhorns ever. Okay, trivial stuff aside. We have a new um, COVID variant, 
um, Omicron, I think is what it's called. We skipped up a couple of alphabet uh, letters in the Greek alphabet, new and new, uh, obvious reasons because it's the new variant. We don't I'm not going to use that. But the strangely enough, the one afterwards, I'm not how sure it's pronounced in the Greek alphabet, but it's spelled X I. And and if you were to use it in another language, it would be G, as in the Chinese premier premier. And the World Health Organization always kowtowing to their masters in China, even though China's funding to the WHO is dwarfed by the United States funding. They felt that it would be culturally inappropriate to name the variant uh, in a way that could be confused for the Z variant of Xi Jinping. You know, the Wuhan flu created in the lab at the Wuhan Institute of Virology where gain-of-function research was being done. Admitted to, by the way, not by right-wing nut jobs, but by the National Institutes of Health, which oversees bureaucrat Fauci's dominion. So... We have a new variant, so they're talking about you need to get vaccinated, you need to get your booster shots, you need to wear a mask. They're talking about potential lockdowns and everything like this. Meanwhile, I don't know if you noticed this or not, um, it probably hasn't been widely reported in the news. Uh, Florida uh, came in with the lowest uh, weekly cases now. Remember, Florida's been wide open for months um, and they're doing actually quite well as far as the COVID is going. They took care. They took care to make sure that the ones that needed to be vaccinated were encouraged everyone to get the vaccine and fought it as it may. By the way, speaking of which, as they're contemplating giving the vaccine, which Fauci hopes to infants by spring of next year, just as a reminder, many countries in Europe have stopped vaccinating young men ages 30 and under because the threat of myocarditis to otherwise healthy young men is greater than the threat of hospitalization or death from COVID. But pay no attention to that. Go along with the vaccine Nazis who want to come into your house in the dead of night, strap you to your bed, and give you the shot. Okay, not literally. I'll give you that one. But they would, if they thought they could get away with it, they would do it in a heartbeat. There's no question of that. We had a situation where, after the Rittenhouse trial in Waukesha, Wisconsin, the Christmas parade was interrupted by an SUV plowing through the parade route, running people over. Dozens were injured. Six are dead. Several are still in the hospital. Of course, there was a driver. I'm not going to mention his name here. It doesn't deserve it. The driver was a BLM act activist. He was a racist. 
by all definitions, this was a hate crime. And yet people are saying self-defense, you know, because of Rittenhouse. This guy had been just let out with practically no bail for attempting to run over his baby mama. He has a rap sheet tens of pages long. He was on probation when he was uh, slapped with a gun charge, which was dropped. For those of you who don't understand what my point is on that, let me make it perfectly clear. We don't need more gun laws because the gun laws that we have now are not being enforced. This guy should have been in prison years ago. Not given probation on his first battery charge. Not given sentences of probation to read subsequent to his probation that he'd already violated. And then released just days before for attempting to run over a woman with his car. You know, it's bad enough that, that the mainstream media tries to make the heroes of of uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin, that Rittenhouse killed, make them heroes, the child rapist, the rapist, and the, the one that actually pointed a gun at him and was going to kill him. None of those people were heroes by any stretch of the imagination. They were out doing bad things. But life goes on. We'll be right back. And here we are, right back, just like I promised. Of course, you have no idea, actually, how long of a break between the last recording that I did, and or the first part of the podcast, and this part. Um, as it turns out, I just clicked off, took a drink, and I'm back on. I wanted to get on, because I wanted to talk about a few things, and when I, this, part of the, this part of the podcast is is going to be perhaps a, uh, well, whenever you talk about abortion, it's always controversial. But before we get into that, I just want to, yeah, I'm sitting here and as I am watching, I see these uh, my pillow commercials. Now, of course, because of what happened to Mike Lindell, I'm always tempted to go call and order a pillow since they've taken his pillows out of the stores and such. Um, but you know, he talks about cancel culture in his commercials and how my pillow has been affected. Well, it would not have been affected. Well, okay. We don't know what might've been right. I have to, I have to go with that. We don't know what might've been, What we do know is that Mike Lindell went full in for the, for the election fraud in 20, you know, from 2020, he was full in on that. He's being sued. Uh, because of that, and of course, it's politically incorrect to keep people like that and their products around. So, so that's why he was canceled. He he did bring that on himself for good or bad. And whenever you run a business, those things have to be taken into consideration. You can't just operate in a vacuum. 
you know, you have to say, what is the impact on my business for doing this, that, or the other? I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, but you shouldn't just arbitrarily be saying that cancel culture has gone after my pillow. Yes, they have, but why? Because you were full boat in on the election fraud, Mike. Conservatives, you may not like that. I'm sorry. And now we're going to talk to the biggest topic of the day because they just had hearings, oral arguments today in the Supreme Court. Dodds versus uh, Jackson, Jackson's Women's Health. It's a Mississippi case regarding the 15-week ban on abortion. And it is seen by many as a direct challenge to Roe versus Wade. So I'm going to cut to the last page first, and I'll tell you, here's my take on what I think is going to happen. I think that, that the Supreme Court is going to find that the unborn child has rights. And this is how, as a libertarian, um, I can still be very pro-life. The smallest voice, the smallest minority, is the unborn child. The least protected minority is the unborn child. And it's really that simple. There are those who will say, well, you're going to force a woman to carry a child. Or maybe you could, as President Obama said, you know, have them stuck with a baby as he said about his daughters, you know, that he didn't want them to get have to be stuck with a baby, punished with a baby. There are many charities willing to take children for adoption. So to say stuck with a baby, that is a choice. That if you choose to raise that child yourself, that's fine. Now, the problem, of course, with an abortion is, and Justice Kavanaugh highlighted it today, is that you have the rights of the mother and you have the rights of the unborn child. And those stand in direct conflict. For those who are astute students of the law, you realize that Roe versus Wade, in reality, only protected the right to abortion for the first trimester, which I guess is, what, 13 weeks or so. So based on the original reading of Roe versus Wade, the 15 weeks that is the Mississippi law is not out of question. Now, whether or not a, a, a baby is actually viable at 15 weeks is certainly debatable, and that's perhaps a debate that we should have. But in case you were not aware, the vast majority of countries in the civilized world essentially cut off abortions at around 20 weeks or so. 
So once you're determined to be 20 weeks pregnant, there has to be a medical, not a, I'm going to go crazy if I have this baby medical condition, but, you know, whether it's a, a severe deformity, I mean, Iceland, you know, they do tests and if they have Down syndrome, they have like a, almost a 100% abortion rate for Down syndrome uh, pregnancies. But if there is the life of the mother physically is in danger or there's a problem with the pregnancy, abortions is an option in, in most countries. There's only seven countries. I'm not going to list all of them. I'll list three of them. And yes, I'm doing that for a fact. Three countries that allow abortion up until you push the baby out in the wheelchair to take it home. That's the United States, China, and North Korea. Justice Roberts correctly pointed out in arguments that viability is really the global standard. And once a fetus is determined to be viable or a baby is determined to be viable. And different nations have different laws defining it. But like I said, it's more or less 20 weeks. You can't just say, well, I want to have an abortion. There has to be a reason for it. Not in the United States right now. Right now, like I said, I mean, you've had people argue even that, you know, a baby that's born that the mother doesn't want may be allowed to die. Of course, technically, that's during a botched abortion. But some of the laws that have been passed by states ter terrified that Roe versus Wade is going to go back to the old coat hanger days. have passed very extreme abortion laws. Now, what do I think the impact will be? I, I, I don't know that they outright overturn Roe versus Wade. In fact, I don't think they do. Um, Justice Roberts is not that kind of a, a justice. Even though sometimes significant court precedents need to be overturned, and that was highlighted also today in regards to Plessy versus Ferguson, separate but equal. But they're terrified. The left is terrified that some of these abortion laws may hold up, and that Roe versus Wade as a national precedent banning any restriction on abortions, although, again, Roe originally only banned abortions during the first trimester. A 
abortion likely will still be allowed in parts of the United States. In fact, there may be um, opportunities to set up clinics close to states where they are outright banned if they do if they allow that to happen. And again, I'm not so sure because Roberts is Roberts that he would be willing to sign on to an outright ban of abortion. But here's the rub, and this is a Camille Paglia, who's a, a radical feminist from the 80s and 90s, um, actually considers herself transgender, but she doesn't identify as a man. She just doesn't think of herself as a woman, but she acknowledges that she is. She has frequently stated that pro-life movement has the high ground when it comes to moral high ground when it comes to abortion because if you believe that that baby is a life, then there's only one term for abortion, and that's murder. So the issue is going to become very, very tricky how it's defined and I'm not sure that Roberts has the will to do that but again he could go back and say that any laws that ban abortion prior to say 15 weeks he could, he could draw the line and say any law that bans after 15 weeks is good to go. And if a state wants to outright ban it, they can. Because in reality, Roe versus Wade is not a federal issue, should never have been a federal issue. It's not a rights issue. They, they, they tried, you know, Justice Thomas asked, which is rare, by the way, Justice Thomas usually sits in the courtroom with his chair facing away from those presenting arguments. Asked where in the Constitution you could find a right to an abortion. And this echoes back to um, Judge Bork when he was being considered for the Supreme Court. Because he pointed out flatly that there is no right to privacy guaranteed in the Constitution. And he challenged those idiot senators, uh, uh, the murderer, Ted Kennedy, and, and the dunce, Joe Biden, to show in the Constitution the right to privacy because there is none. Justice Bork, Judge Bork, by the way, was the last uh, Supreme Court nominee to actually willingly answer questions regarding cases that might be brought before the court. In fact, Joe Biden 
as chairman of the committee when Ruth Buzzy Ginsburg was uh, nominated, specifically told her that she did not have to answer any questions about how she might rule on anything before the hearing began. Whatever. So I don't think Rose overturned completely, but it would not surprise me if if the Supreme Court did say we're going to put a viability clause in Roe, meaning that laws that acknowledge the viability of a baby shall be held constitutional. And that's not a bad place to start. The hysterics have already started because the pro-abort lawyers today had a disastrous day by all accounts. And the best that they could offer up, uh, the best that Sotomayor could offer up is that we don't want to change precedent. Yeah, tell that to Dred Scott. This is Snake River Lib, back behind the Snake River Lib microphone as opposed to the View from the Rim. If you hadn't caught the View from the Rim podcast uh, that I guest hosted, okay, it's still me. It's just the other side of the brain. It might be worthwhile to take a listen to. It's regarding religious freedom and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Anyway, have a good night. And try to stay safe from the COVID-Z variant, otherwise known as the Omicron variant. Oh, one last thing about Omicron. The doctors that reported this at the beginning, uh, before Biden put his racist uh, travel ban out, I mean, if Trump's was racist, then Biden's is even more racist. Um, The doctors that reported this in South Africa said that while it may be more easily transmissible, the symptoms so far seem to be much more mild than previous variants. I saw a meme the other day that said, you know, the ultimate variant for COVID will be communism. And I'm not sure that they are very far off from what the desire is of the COVID fear pushers. You know, FDR once said, and this is the closing line, you know, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. Rush Limbaugh famously parodied that line by saying the only thing the Democrats have to offer is fear itself, and it is full on parade. It's the Snake River Lib. Good night.